I'm Chris Turner, and this is Tapestry's Empowered to Connect podcast. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Tapestry's Empowered to Connect podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Chris. We touched on something uh, towards the end of last season when we were talking about uh, having a community around you to help support you uh, as an adopted and foster parent. And I wanted to kind of uh, take us to the next level on that and talk about self-care. Okay. So why is self-care so important as an adopted and foster parent? Good question. I, w- I would hope I get a good answer. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kayla. No, I think I think we spend a lot of time meeting our kids' needs, and we often neglect meeting our own needs. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to um, kind of really pay attention. I think uh, we have a teen group that we run, and we're really talking to the kids about being mindful of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking to them about their anxiety and stuff, and kind of, and they were like, "Well, I don't know, you know, what I feel like before it happens. I just flip my lid, you know." And so. I think we as parents, sometimes we don't pay attention to our own body. We're not mindful because we're so busy meeting the needs of our kids because we have so many big challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and your so, attention can only be focused in so many places right, at, at once, right. right? And so we don't take those few minutes to kind of go, okay, what do I need? Mm. Am I going to need a snack right now so I don't flip out at my kid? You know, am I, do I need to drink more water? I mean, I know about myself. I need a cup with a straw or I won't drink water. Mm. I'm not a water bottle person. I'm not a drink a glass of water. I need a cup with a straw and then I will drink tons of water during the day. But if I don't have my cup with me, I will forget to drink water. Does it have to be a crazy swirly straw or just nope. any old straw will do? Any old straw will do. I'm good. <laughs> I just have to have a straw. It's the, I mean, I used to, when I drank Cokes all the time, I would go to Sonic and get a big Coke, mm. but now I drink water and it's so much better for me, obviously, but I would. I just have a cup of water that I keep with me and then I'll fill it with tea from time to time. And then, but if I have that cup with a straw, but you have to know those things about yourself and you have to recognize that you need those things. But I think too often we ignore ourselves because we're busy with the needs of our kids. And then at the end of the day, we just kind of like fall over because we're so tired Mm -hmm. and then we get up and do it all over again and we're never paying attention to ourselves. You know, you say that we meet our kids' needs, but we neglect our own needs. And I think there's there's a second there's a second reason why self care is really really important, and that is if you're not in a healthy place emotionally, or a good place physically, um, you are not going to be any good as a parent. Right. I mean, just think about how um, sort of the worst moment for us as a family, uh, from my perspective, is when I get in, inserted back into home. Um, when I get back, you know, so if it's been like a, you know, a long day or if I have to deal with some, some trying issues and, or, or whatever. Right. And then I stuck in traffic and I walk in the door and I'm not at my best, mm-hmm. right. I'm tired. I haven't eaten since lunchtime. I'm probably thirsty. And so I think that I have to recognize that, you know, maybe when I get home, I should pull my car in the driveway, go for a lap around the block or something <laughs> before I get in. But Anyhow, all that to say that if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be any good to your to your children, and their behaviors are going to bother you more, and they're going to irritate you, and then you're going to snap at them, and you're going to flip your lid and do crazy things like, oh yeah, well you lose, 
you know, television privileges for a month, and then you then you have to realize how unreasonable that was. Yes, and then <laughs> apologize, and then if you do that enough times, your parent, you know, I keep saying parents, and <laughs> I mean to say children, um, that your children will start to think that you're just that that person who flies off the handle but never follows through, mm. which is just a horrible place to be. Yeah, I just think I think self care is so important, but it's it's so neglected. I think we just until we until we get to the place where we absolutely can't take care of anybody else mm. and we are forced into self-care because we are sick mm. and we have to go to the doctor or whatever and that's our form of self-care at that point but if we take time to just have little you know 15 minutes each day right. to take care of ourselves and then obviously bigger things from time to time as well but even just 15 minutes a day can make a huge difference just in how your day turns out. Yeah, because all of TBRI is about being proactive in your parenting. Yeah. But we're not proactive in our own care. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of us um, realize that we need to take care of ourselves when we're laying at the ER with machines that are beeping while the doctor is waiting for the test results to come back, right? Mm. right. And, and that's obviously not a great place to be because nobody benefits when we're there, um, when you're there. But eating healthy, um, exercising, and just taking, um, you know, that's the physical thing. But I think self-care is way more than just physical. Because I think sometimes when you hear the word for self-care, people think when you sign up for a gym membership. Mm. And just quit drinking soda and drink water and things of that nature. But, um, you know, I think it's a lot more complex than that. And, and I think we have to be really, really intentional. Because when you have three, four, five, six, eight kids, it's really really hard to carve out that time for just you mm-hmm. so and also what you do with that time varies from person to person too because yeah. what works for you is not, not necessarily going to work for me right um, finding the thing that you enjoy to do mm-hmm. enjoy to do does um, doesn't enjoy right. doing <laughs> find the thing that you enjoy doing and do it yeah right i mean i used to love to read before i had kids mm. and then I found myself only reading parenting books. Mm. Or children's books. Or children's right. books. Yeah, I mean, I read to my kids a lot, but I wasn't reading anything that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I wasn't learning things from the things I was reading, but if you're only ever reading self-help type books, and right. you're only ever reading books on parenting or marriage or whatever you know you do for work, you know, if you have a job and you're reading things for work, but you're never reading something you enjoy, if you're someone who enjoys reading then you need to find something you enjoy and read it, right? right? Even if it takes you a month to read a book, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to, I would pick up a book and I'd be done in a day. It takes me longer now, but I can sit and I can read a book even if I read it 15 minutes a day and I can enjoy it and it's something that I like to do. Yeah, because I think there's something really key that you said there because um, on both of our nightstands, we all have a pile of, we both have a pile of books and most of the books on my nightstand are, are probably what, what people listening might expect them to be, right? There's Bessel van der Kolk's book, which is a hard book to read. That's not, that's not a great self-care book because you see your kids in the pages and mm-hmm. then you just become sad. Um, and you put it down and can't read it for a week. Um, but I have like van der Kolk's book there. I've got a Brene Brown book. I think Brene Brown's books are good because while they are... Uh, not necessarily just like fiction, although they're not fiction at all, obviously. But they're also are like like fun reads. So, right. so those are good books. Uh, they're not a quote unquote serious book. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but also have a copy of um, the second free economics book, Super Free Economics, and that's mm-hmm. the one I read the most because I just enjoy reading that. 
It's just interesting to me. And so just taking a few minutes, uh, a few minutes every day, I had a friend tell me, um, he asked me one day, he said, hey, is it, I bet it's hard for you to get away from adoption and foster care. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, that's your job. And that's also your family. So it isn't like some of us who then, we have our job, but then we get to go home and we don't really have to think about it much or, and enge- or engage it on any level when mm-hmm. we're at home. He said, but that's the reality of your life. What are you doing to kind of take a little bit of a break? Because you can't, I mean, that's going to be uh, harmful to you if that's just 24-7 without any respite. And mm-hmm. so he said to me, what do you enjoy doing? And I said, well, I like playing my guitar. He said, okay, I want you to go home and I want you to carve out some space. You know, do you have an electric guitar? Yep. Set your amp up in the garage and commit to playing, you know, 15 minutes every other day. And so um, I did that. And then Kayla noticed us playing my guitar more. And then so for Christmas, she bought one of these little, it's really cool sounding. Um, but it's about the size, about, you know, half the size of like a package packet of cigarettes. I don't mm-hmm. know if people even know how big packages of cigarettes <laughs> are. Cards. Pack a pack cards. of cards. There you go. Um, just a little thicker than that, but about, you know, the, the rest of the dimensions, about half a pack of cards. And um, it's a little Vox headphone amp and just stick it in my guitar, stick my headphones into it. It sounds fantastic. You cannot believe that something that small would sound that good. And just sit on the bed and, and just play songs. And whether it's, something that I just came up with because you know, the creativity is an outlet or just like playing something that I like listening to. Um, like the last week, we were having a little bit of a conflict with one of our kids. Um, we were just really kind of like stuck. Mm. And so Kayla was out. I think she had taken time to soccer practice maybe and, and brought him back. And so she kind of recognized that the moment needed help and came upstairs and said, hey, do you need to like tap out, tag out here? And I did. I went and I sat, put the headphones on. And when she came back 10 minutes later, I was just sitting on, on our bed playing the guitar. But that was enough of, of a respite from, from the situation for me, just those 10 minutes that when she came in the room, I was, I was at a better place that I was then able to go and sort of talk things through with my daughter and reconcile with her and apologize for raising my voice and all those things um, that we should do. So, yeah, I mean... I think when people you need self care, we're thinking you know a cruise to the Bahamas. But the reality is, is you might that need ten or fifteen. Nice. It right. would be nice, <laughs> but ten or fifteen minutes um, will do you good too. So some of the things we've talked about so far, um, we've mentioned, we've mentioned it in the context of a, a couple helping each other. Yeah. Well, we have many adopt and foster parents who are single parents. Yeah. So what are some ways that you guys can think of that? they can yeah i think one thing that comes to mind is having a place that's just yours because mm. i think sometimes when um like i know we have like we don't let our kids come into our bedroom very much mm. it's kind of a you must knock and ask to come in kind of thing which is something we've started you know we, we moved earlier this year to right. a, a new house and that, that was kind of something that i started with yeah. the new house was yeah you knock when you come in yeah you know the door shut We'll just walk in. Yeah. Because, you know, let that be our, like our little sanctuary. Kind yeah. Of, kind and of I think just having a place like that, wherever it is in your house, it can be in your bedroom or if you have an extra room that you just make into a room just for you to kind of relax in. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're somebody who um, likes to do a certain kind of hobby. You have a certain hobby. And so you have a room in your house that's like for your hobby mm-hmm. that you do. 
like crafts or whatever it is. But I think having a place that's just your own that you can have, maybe you have a devotional book that you enjoy reading or you have your Bible sitting there or you have, you know, music that you can listen to or whatever it is that keep that helps you calm and you can go to that place. Like we have a, a time in spot for our kids. Mm. I think it's kind of almost like a, like a time in spot, but you don't have to just use it for when you're frustrated, right? right? I mean, you just just have that place and have everything you need in one place so you don't have to go searching and gathering, gathering the things yeah. you want. Because sometimes we think, I don't have time to take care of myself, but if I have the books that I like to read or the music that I like to listen to in one place and I can just go and sit in 15 minutes, I can tell my kids I need 15 minutes or I can wake up half an hour earlier than my kids and you know, have 15 minutes or go, you know, have time after they go to bed or whatever. I can, I can carve out that time if it's just 15 minutes and everything's already in its place. Mm. You know, I I think it's good that you mentioned get up a little like 30 minutes early or, or, you know, do it at the end of the day after the kids have gone to bed. Um, we, um, we have decided that, I know your question is about how can single people do that, but, Mm. But, you know, what I'm about to say is applicable for married couples as well as single parents. And that is that um, we have to get our one of our kids, um, five of the six kids are homeschooled, but our one daughter, um, the bus comes by our house at 6.37 a.m. So early. <clears throat> yeah. And so, um, so we get up, we get her on the bus. And then, you know, we've got from, we've got 20 minutes before the, the kids will, so she's like, you know, our oldest son, he'll, he'll set along for seven because he wants to get going on his schoolwork and stuff like that. So um, we'll take those 20 minutes and we'll have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee together. Um, we'll, we'll read uh, a chapter in the Bible together. We'll pray together and then feel like we've, we've taken just a minute to, to care for our relationship mm-hmm. in the morning. And I feel like we have better days once you, you know, from the, when we can track back, but we've really committed to doing that every day. And it doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot, right? I mean, a chapter in the Bible, a chapter in your book, you know, um, whatever. But I think one of the things that we would encourage people to, and, and Kayla may be able to speak more to this, um, cause she actually heard him say, and I'm repeating it and this is hearsay. Um, <laughs> but, but Kurt Thompson said, you know, to start your morning engaged, in a book or something because it's just a really great way to kickstart your mind. Mm. Cause a lot of us, when we do first thing we do is when the alarm goes off, because since our phones, our alarm is well, like, you know, check Facebook or our email before we get out of bed. Mm. Um, and so part of the self care we do here at home is that all electronics stay downstairs. When we go to bed, um, we turn the internet off in the house. So whatever, it's, you know, it's negatively charging the air. It's not impacting us while we're sleeping. We don't need it while we're sleeping. Mm. Um, we don't go to screens first thing in the morning. And I feel like we're all more alert. At least I can make it all the way to 11 o'clock before I start having like bad ideas come out of my, my <laughs> naturally out of my, um, out of my mouth without having to think about them. But just, you know, we're not morning people. Mm. We're really not. We do not like the morning. We look like zombies when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> we're not friendly. We're not polite. <laughs> we kind of like, 
uh, you know, walk around, stumble like Frank, around, stumble around. <laughs> Having spent a week with you in Colorado, I can attest to uh-huh. this. Yeah. yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> There's, we're just not. None of us. In it's a really house. good thing that breakfast wasn't until eight thirty every oh, morning, absolutely. right? <laughs> what Chris is saying is that breakfast is at eight thirty, and he'd look up at eight forty every morning and watch and us walk into breakfast. In. <laughs> yeah, we're not morning people, but we've kind of forced ourselves to be morning people mm. to an extent to get that self care that we need because it's. I mean, our days are toast if we don't Mm -hmm. there have been days where we have just been so tired and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like we could go back to bed for like half an hour (laughs) and we do and we go lay down and then every single time we regret it because we missed that morning just cup of coffee or whatever and so I, i think it's i think it's important that we make that time and we find it and i think for single people it's a little more challenging because you you can't like if I'm having a really bad day and Ryan comes home, I can say, you know what? I need to go to the coffee shop for half an hour, for an hour. I'll be back. And Two I hours can come later. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but for single, you know, if you're a single parent, yeah, you, don't have that option. you don't have that option. Yep. So you've had a bad day and then you come home and you have to parent your children who may also have had a bad day. And mm, yeah. So you have to find that time and maybe it's finding other single parents that you can swap with, or maybe it's finding, you know, a couple that you know that doesn't have any children that's willing to come over and, you know, after your kids go to bed and let you go to a coffee shop for an hour, Mm. you know, um, or maybe it's finding, you know, just, just a, a support group of people that are willing to say, Hey, I'll give you a break. I'll, Mm. I'll take your kid for you for a little while or, Something along those lines. And just in the interest of complete transparency, when Kayla said there have been mornings <laughs> where we didn't do our morning routine together and we decided to go back to bed, what she meant was yesterday morning <laughs> when we lay down on the couch and set an alarm for 7, 10 a.m., yes, yesterday was not was um, the happiest of days at Casa de la Norte. North Academy did not go well. Let's just say that. <laughs> Let's just say that one of the children came with me to work and sat at my desk and did math. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just... Just For example. For example. (laughs) Just for an example. Yeah. I mean, it it, it just really... It's so important. I can't even stress how important it is. And we have gone seasons where we did not do that very well. And our relationship wasn't good. Our kids were not... uh, We were not connected with our kids because we were constantly tired. Because parenting kids from hard places is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Because you have to always be on and you have to always be thinking, what's the need behind this behavior? What's the need behind? And just when you think that you've kind of gotten your kids to a good place, Boom. then school starts again, <laughs> you know, or yeah, something then, rocks the schedule. Yeah, it's good. Then Christmas is, gets here and you know, Christmas or a birthday or, a, you know, uh, just something new, something hormones hit or just certain ages are just a little more mm-hmm. difficult than others. And so there's never, it's like, um, it's like. Mandy said at um, at conference, she's like, trauma is developmental, right? So it's not that we work through, we help our kids work through their trauma at this age, and then we never have to work on it again. Right. And we never go through a rough patch. And so I think having that self-care in place and just being proactive about it is super important just to us being able to connect with our kids and be able to have relationship with other people. And so I just think it's super important. 
Yeah, and, and there have been times, like you just said, where we haven't given much importance to it. And our relationship suffered. Certainly, parenting the children suffered. Um, you know, I wonder if somebody at university would would want to do a study on whether there's higher instances of adrenal fatigue in foster parents or people who've adopted um, adopted you know kids with trauma histories. Because, I mean, just based on our life experience, you'd, you'd have to think that that would be true, right? Because you, like you said, you're always on. You're always at this heightened state of alertness. Mm-hmm. Because depending on your kid's behavior, like what if you have a child, you know, um, who is violent in their in their reactions? Well, you're always watching for that. Or yeah. the child that is always picking at their siblings or, or picking fights or whatever. You're always watching for that, and so um, you are going to do yourself in if you don't take. I'm going to give myself a doctorate right now, <laughs> and then I'm going to make it. So, Doctor North prescribes 15 minutes of self-care a day, and the reason that I will just say just 15 minutes because sometimes we're like, well, how am I going to carve out an hour for myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, but if you'll just take 15 minutes a day. I promise you, because that's what we've done, 20 minutes in the morning, so 20 minutes a day, one-third of an hour. Um, you know, you can find that uh, somewhere in the day to just be able to just do something for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm, my day's busy, and, 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 and so I don't tend to go out to lunch very often, so I'll either take something from home or I'll, or I'll just buy something and come back to my desk. But what I've committed to doing since we got back from summer break is that when I'm eating, I'm not checking because usually what I'll do, I'll, I'll eat and respond and to work, emails. Yeah. But what I do is I, I flip open my iPad, go to Amazon and watch 20 minutes or something. It was just 20 minutes of a movie mm-hmm. or a TV show or something so I can completely just disengage my day and just have a moment of which just like me, my food. And you know Magnum PI or whatever. Me, um, my food, and I. And Magnum. Oh, that's just what I. <laughs> me, my food, and Magnum PI. So I try to get oh, the me, myself, and I. There. I like it. It was good. Um, you know what I mean? And and to me, that's to me that really kind of sets my afternoon up for success because I was right. able to disengage. Um, it resets you mentally. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and you know, and so you know, we're. I, I love the. Um, so we, we kind of have to do it three times a day. So we'll do it together the 20 minutes in the morning, and then I have to take those 20 minutes in the middle of the day. But one of the things we've also done is um, we are traditionally um, watch TV with your laptops and your lap type of people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of you listening are those types of people too. I know that because you're emailing me at <laughs> 11.30 at night. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, um, somebody once told me, hey, I want you to do something for me. I want you to not open your laptop once this week. I want you to sit on and you watch an episode of a TV show and hold Kayla's hand and ask her to leave her laptop too. It was hard for us. It's like we were going through like withdrawals, mm. um, you know, doing that. But I think that we did that enough that we actually now don't even take the, the laptops into the um, into the living room now. I did last night. Kayla was getting something to drink and I wanted to order something off Amazon. And she sat and she said, are you going to shut that and watch the TV with your wife or not? <laughs> and you know what I found? I don't feel like I'm getting less done, mm. which is the irony of it, right? Because in my mind, when she said that to me, I'm like, you're asking me to donate essentially 12 hours a week of productivity. Mm-hmm. And couldn't think two hours a night, you know, and, and six nights a week doing that. 
but I don't feel like we're getting less done. I feel like because I'm in a healthier place, I can get more done mm-hmm. and don't get hung up on, on obstructions and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, we could go around for another hour, but at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is that you, it doesn't take as much time as you think. You don't have to join the gym. You know, walk, walk a lap around the block on your lunch break at work. You can do that. And then I'm going to say something the opposite of what you said. Or you can join a gym and sit in the lobby while your kids are in the childcare and read a book. I mean, seriously. That's not the opposite of what I said. I know. You just said you don't have to join a gym. So I mean, like I you don't have to go work out. I was literally that. thinking, well, you know, we joined the YMCA. Now, mm. we haven't been very much lately. But <laughs> Ryan went on Friday, but I haven't been in a while. But um, we joined the gym and I was talking to a friend and she goes, sometimes I just go put my kids in childcare and go take a shower <laughs> in the locker rooms and nobody comes in and asks me to open something for them while I'm taking a shower, you know? And I just thought, you know what? I mean, sometimes we, we can do those things. Like if you have a gym membership, but you don't feel like working out, maybe you could still go and let the kids mm-hmm. hang out in the childcare for a little bit. Don't feel guilty about doing those things because I think sometimes we need that time and we we don't prioritize it and so sometimes we we say i don't have time we live in a in a culture that's constantly busy mm-hmm. and we we're as if it's a badge of honor to always be busy exactly and yeah. people are like oh i don't have time for that oh, i don't have time for that but we make time for things like facebook mm-hmm. we make t- time for things like you know reading blogs or reality tv reality tv or whatever whatever we want and and some people will say, well, you know, Facebook's kind of mindless. I've been guilty of saying it's just kind of a mindless or whatever. But in the end, Facebook is not like super uplifting for me. Like I walk away going, man, everybody else's life is so much cooler than mine. Mm. And it almost feeds that. Because Facebook is always your best self presented, right? Yeah. It's not even your real self right. presented, well, well, right? Everybody had got a publicist when Facebook <laughs> went live. Yeah. Right, right. And so I think... Sometimes it can almost be worse for you mm-hmm. to spend 15 minutes on Facebook than to spend 15 minutes reading a book. And to Ryan's point, there have been studies about the impact of social media on our mental and emotional health and Absolutely. how damaging it really is. So yes. yes. damaging, yeah. Turn off Facebook more. Yes, I yeah. think putting putting technology kind of aside and kind of yeah, go for a walk around the block, you know, go for go to the park, let the kids play. And just sit and just be, you know, mm-hmm. like just, just watch, look around what people watch, all those kinds of things. I mean, I was at the library with the kids yesterday and they, our library is this like big library and they have these like kid play areas, mm-hmm. like make believe stuff. And, and I look over and there's like three parents sitting on the little couches and they're all on their phone. And I'm like, you're in the library. (laughs) Your kids are playing. Grab a book, you know? And I just, it was so sad to me when I looked over there and I thought, man, they've got these little toddlers and they're all having fun playing with all these toys. And you could take that 15 minutes and read a book. Mm -hmm. But they weren't. They were on their phones, right? And so, not that it's, it's not inherently bad to be on your phones and you do things. And I love, there's, there's blogs I like to read and things like that. But I just think we go to technology so fast and then we say, well, I don't so have easy. time to do that. Yeah, yeah so I don't easy. have time to do that. Well, um, I mean, it's, the same, it's the same reason, you know, the same mentality as people who always have like perfectly manicured nails or the newest clothing or newest gadget 
or to, to point to something I saw the other day that when the new iPhone 10 comes out, a bunch of people are going to flock and give Apple $1,000 for a telephone and then complain how they don't have money for anything. Right. Yeah, these are the same people who then tell developers like two friends of mine that they can't afford the 5 or $10 for the app yeah. that they've put their you know, sweat Under and their blood in, phone. Into, yeah. into their $1,000 phone. Yeah. 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 So I just want to mention something you said, Chris, earlier when you said um, put Facebook down. After you have liked the post on Tapestry and Empower to Connect's <laughs> Facebook pages, put your Facebook down. There you go. <laughs> nice plug there, right? That's good. Shameless. That's good. Shameless. That was pretty shameless. Which you can find on Facebook at Tapestry IBC. <laughs> and Connected Child. And Connected Child. Which ironically are also <laughs> their handles on Twitter. I sense a branding uh, expertise at work here, right? Um, I once read a book. <laughs> Actually, I read two books by Seth Godin. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, if you can fit a question to us into 140 characters, feel free to tweet it to us. Otherwise, the Facebook page is always a great place to contact us. Kale gets many questions posted there. You can also email us at tapestry at irvingbible.org. Yes, this is all true. This is all true. Um, also, um, while you're saying those things, Chris, I just want for people who are listening that every now and then somebody will just send us an email to let us know how um, how what we do over here um, has blessed them and or helped them or encouraged them or whatever. And so we love to hear those too. We send them around and share them. Kayla sends them around and shares them with the team because it's her inbox with these emails. <laughs> yes. um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it did. It comes out as just, you know, an audio file that drops into whatever service you use. But, you know, there's a guy sitting across the table here from us who you don't hear the sound of his voice. Dallas Stacy comes over to our house. He sets up all the equipment, turns out dining room table into a recording studio. And then he goes home and edits all of the stuff. So there, there's a lot of people um, kind of behind the scenes that, that do a lot of work to make the stuff um, real every time it comes out. So we really do appreciate when people kind of give us a high five there, because we do share that with everyone. Well, as an example of uh, the type of emails Ryan's talking about, we got one from Susie. She said, uh, I don't have a question. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Just wanted to tell you how much I've been blessed by these podcasts during the last week. Just discovered you and have listened to nearly all of them. We adopted our daughter via foster care three years ago. And although I've read The Connected Child, I haven't done well implementing the concepts. Hearing you discuss them has made them more real to me. Thank you. Well, thank you, Susie, for listening and for the encouraging words. Yeah, thanks, Susie. Thanks, Susie. Well, speaking of thank yous, uh, thanks, Ryan and Kayla, for being on the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's good to be doing this again. As Ryan said earlier, you can find the podcast in many areas, but mainly on the iTunes and Google Play stores. You can just search for Tapestry Adoption Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from these episodes, we would appreciate a review in either location. Empowered to Connect is the training support community of Tapestry, the Adoption and Foster Care Ministry of Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. You can check the show notes for any links from this episode and find more resources on our website, empoweredtoconnect.org. Thanks for listening.